Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, uh, viewers. If you're tuned in, uh, welcome back to High uh, Radio African Focus, where we celebrate African excellence. Today, we're talking about shifting your mindset, taking on new career paths, and doing that which you are truly called to do. Our guest is a Dutch Ghanaian life coach, speaker, a serial entrepreneur, one that um, actually found himself relating more to his people. Um, than he imagined. His newly pl- found platform, Africans Like Me, seeks to celebrate Africans in the diaspora. And what may also spark your interest is that he is a former pastor who has taken on a more specific life mission of coaching people while he drives his taxi business. Let's talk about how he connects his true passion of coaching people to his serial entrepreneurship. Please help me welcome oliver yebua <laughs> right wow i can hear you i can hear you how are you doing uh mr oliver i'm doing well thank you i mean what an introduction <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you we tried so hard with the introductions um glad you like it glad yeah, you yeah, like yeah, it yeah, yeah. but already already uh you walked in and i was like you know um you do so many things there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I'm so I'm, I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Um, you know, I, I'm one who I'm, I'm seeking knowledge. And I know our listeners also love like, you know, these gems. And they really enjoy uh, lots of our podcasts and also uh, um, our guests. Same, we bring people who have, who don't only do one thing. There's always some other um, stuff to it. Um, but you know what? Let's start with the present. Mm. How are you? Where are you? In, where are you in this place uh, of your life? How is the lockdown treating you? <laughs> well, um, uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, uh, where am I? I think uh, we're at the end of a uh, long lockdown. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I have to be honest, though, when uh, when the lockdown started, I. Um, I thought it would just take like two weeks or something. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were not the only one, trust me. Yeah, so after two weeks, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm finished. I, uh, I'm i not doing this anymore. And yeah. I kept on just doing business as usual. Um, but um, yeah, almost a, it's, it's a year and a couple of months after. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm doing great, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, nice. Good yeah. to hear. Uh, business, business isn't as usual, but right. it has brought a lot of uh, new things, actually. So, yeah, um, well, let's yeah, talk about l- it. Let me ask you on that. Uh, business uh, is not as, as it used to be, or let's say as usual, right? Mm. So, due to corona, there is this thing, a new normal. How are you coping with it? Like Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I don't necessarily say there's a new normal. Okay. But um, as I think, what's his name? Uh, Albert Einstein, he, uh, he said, uh, in the midst of every crisis lies opportunity. You know? right. So um, I, I, I took this situation actually as a new opportunity to do new things, to do things differently than before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the crisis wouldn't go to waste actually so mm-hmm. right now i'm doing a lot of things things that um 
I, I pushed a, a bit far away from me when there was no crisis. Um, and actually the, the um, yeah, Corona, the COVID situation gave me yeah, opportunity yeah. to launch new things than, uh, than I thought actually would be possible. Okay. Well, so then you launch new things. Why? Like why, what, what drives you to do, to take on these um, endeavors and, you know, what, what is your big why? Yeah, well, the thing is, um, <clears throat> you mentioned that I, uh, that I used to be a pastor. Yeah. Uh, I used to drive a taxi. Uh, I don't drive that much anymore because okay. I'm more actually the one who's um, providing, uh, facilitating the driving, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, um, what, what I've always said is, if someone comes across me, the person should never be the same again. So mm. I'm kind of a, a influencer in a, in a way, but not the way that you're used to on social media. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 yeah, I, I influence people. I want to um, add things to people's lives whenever they come across me. So I don't do it on that broad of a spectrum on social media, mm -hmm. but when you come across me, um, you'll be a different person. That's, that's m mainly my thing, actually. That man, um, that is that is that is huge. Uh, having this idea or this um, aspiration to impact mm. people upon, like literally meeting them and right away yeah. having uh, a certain impact on them. It takes uh, it takes me onto this uh, this counseling thing. Yeah, because in order, I feel like you know there are ways of impacting people, whereas uh, which is. I think what I prefer more is <coughs> when people see you, they they can decide or they, they can take from you whatever they've seen mm, mm. without interacting. Mm. However, when you get to interact mm. and have a purpose like yours, why? Um, to impact on them, then there has to be a way of interaction. Exactly. A way of communicating. Yes, yes. That's counseling. I consider mm. that. So... Um, I had a question that is like, you know, is it because since I went through your bio, right? Is it correct to say that, you know, counseling is simply something you were, yeah, that's, that's your calling. That's something you were mm. made. Well, uh, I used to believe that my calling was to be a pastor. Okay. Uh, and why is because, um, you know, growing up as a kid in the church, you see these men, you know, very, uh, well, they, they know how to speak, you know, and, and they're very influential. And uh, I used to hear them speak and I was like, yeah, that's how, what I wanted. I want to be a speaker of God. I want to be like the prophets. You know, I, I, I just wanted to do the things that they were doing mm -hmm. uh, because I'm a speaker myself. I like okay. to speak. I love to impact people, as you were saying. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> uh, I had in mind that this was my calling. Um, but along the way, I, um, I found out that it's not necessarily the the title of a pastor that, that fits me. Uh, I'm more a people person, a person person. So like we uh, normally in the church, you sit there uh, as a group and then you hear the pastor speaking to you. Right. Uh, my thing is uh, having personal con connection. Okay. Um, so um, I found out after being a pastor for five years that actually I shouldn't be talking to groups in that sense, but I should be working on uh, individual personal ba uh, bases. And so um, that's where I actually focus more on my counseling, right. uh, my coaching, and, and, and the things that I do now. 
uh, I, and I still do speaking appointments. Okay. Uh, like, for example, uh, when you're getting married uh, and you invite me to come and speak. Okay. The thing that I would do is I would not just come and speak. Um, I remember there was this couple who invited me to come and speak, and I said, well, before I come to speak to you at your wedding, uh, I would do at least six to eight sessions with you to see if you're really fit because I'm not giving my blessing uh, to your wedding unless I know oh. what's going to happen. And the funny oh. thing is is that, uh, yeah, people approach me for just speaking, but when they really get to know me and yeah. we get through these sessions, they're like, wow, I never knew that this is actually the thing that we really needed and not just a speaker. Oh, um, so, yeah, that's, what, that's, that's why I'm saying that when you come across me, um, not to boast too much about myself, of course. Hey, yo, it's fine. This is the platform. <laughs> they, we celebrate African excellence. Thank you. Thank you, you have to <clears throat> excel. Like, we like this stuff. Uh, we, we, we like the fact that there's so much more mm. um, within you than what we literally can see. Like, you came in, I was like, you know, you dress very just casual, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. this summer. But then when you get to, um, to talk, I'm realizing, yo, even behind this this T-shirt and this uh, shows, there's you know, there's simply so much more. So you know, feel free. Just it's, a, it's a funny thing. That dive in that. I used to, so I used to drive uh, as a taxi driver. Yeah, and um, you know, people don't really consider taxi drivers as well educated or exactly. You know, uh, yep, have a good status. So I remember, uh, especially the first months, uh, and actually all true, but uh, people. Would, get into the car and then there would be like uh okay so it's another black african guy <laughs> driving taxi he probably doesn't know anything or you know mm -hmm. and then um one thing i always do when someone gets into the car i'll, I'll be like who had it or you know how are you mm -hmm. and um then we start talking and most of the times after like five minutes they're totally blown away not expecting what they thought they would you know oh, have in the car really and um so i've had a lot of people like uh, uh people from like the the the, the top statuses uh people from um uh, uh big companies yeah but also like yes normal people just just like you and me tourists you know? tourists uh mm -hmm. um, and i'm not saying that you're not a top guy i'm just saying like you know there are people <laughs> you don't who know that yet <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just saying there are people who distinguish themselves as 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 if they are you know all there, right? Uh, uh, and I I I take myself seriously, but not that serious. You mm -hmm. know? So uh, if you come across me, you you think oh this guy is just a normal guy, you know? But uh, yeah, and I am a normal guy, but it's just that you know I don't put a label on myself like look at me. You know? Yeah, it will it will even be be hard to kind of like um, put a label on yourself. Um, like I I have this thing where. I'm not I'm not into labels either. Why? Because I feel like the minute you put a label on on, on yourself, it's not necessarily puts you in a box. Mm. However, there are certain requirements or um all of a sudden there are these boxes you have to tick. Yeah, exactly. But the funny thing is, you ticking that box puts you in a certain box, exactly. meaning that when you start talking about other other stuff, People would either take it more lightly or mm. not, let's uh, uh, not as serious as the the title that the exactly, label that you yeah. you gave them. That hey, I'm a financial guy, and then all of a sudden I start talking about psychology. They're like, I thought you were a financial guy, yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I fully understand uh, what you're saying, and so you know, take me through this this journey, like in the in the in the for instance in the taxi. So someone would. Entering the in the cab, right? Yeah. And then 
they sit in the back. I've taken Ubers and, you know, most of the time just headphones, you know, let me... That's very rude, actually, <laughs> to, you know, put your headphone on. <laughs> yeah, but the the times I take Uber, it's like 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, I enter, I'm like, you know, just play me some music or, you know, let's just get me to my destination. I have to prepare or, or something like that. I understand, I understand. Um, but, you know, so someone like me, I enter. Yeah. How do you start a conversation and where do you feel like it takes the turn into, mm. yes, this is like one of those conversations. Right, right. Because you don't have that with every single passenger, do you? It's true, it's true. Yeah, so. Well, here's the thing. Um, as I said, so once you get into the car, uh, I'll just greet you, you know, good morning, good day, whatever. Yes. Uh, and then I'll ask you how, how you are, like, how, how is your day? What have you been doing? If it's in, in the morning, well, I'm not a morning person, so normally I didn't. I, I <laughs> you don't to, drive in the know, morning? I didn't drive in the morning. <laughs> uh, no, in the, I don't like speaking in the morning. So, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, if, if you get into my car, I'll just ask you these questions. And they are just basic human questions, you know, okay. uh, it's not that hard. But the only thing is, um, I have. I think I can say I have a, a trained ear. Mm. Uh, if you if you tell me something, even if it's just three words, I always hear a, a little bit more than what you want to just tell me at that mo- mm. uh, at a, at a point. And um, the funny thing is that when I give back to the to the people uh, or the person in the car, they'll be like, "How do you know? Or how do you feel?" Like for example, there was this guy. Um, he used to work at, the, at one of these big universities here in Amsterdam, and uh, he um, he had a very very bad day. Right. So uh, he got into the car, and he was just being the man that he is. Mm-hmm. And I just asked him, "How are you?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm okay." Mm-hmm. You know. And then I asked him, uh, "How was your day?" And then he he looked up, and he said, "Yeah, it was alright." But the way he said it, yeah. I was like, "Okay, there's something going on." Okay. And then. Um, I said, you know what? Um, I feel like there's something going on in your in your life, and like today you really had a hard day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm also a coach, so if you want, we can talk about it. And he looked at me and he was like, "How do you know?" And I was like, "Yeah, I feel it. You know, it's just it's just what I feel right now." Right. And um, he started like two sentences, and then he started bursting out and crying. Oh. Yeah. And so what I did is uh, I, I just pulled over the car, you know, I parked it and turned off the, 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 the how do you call this thing? Uh, the machine, the meet, you know, the meter. The meter yeah. yeah. Um, and then we talked for like 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, and he really enjoyed that talking, oh, you know, because he never had the opportunity actually to talk about his his personal things, you know. Yeah, and um, I think that's, that's uh, one thing that is really special about, uh, being a taxi driver or being the person the person that I am is I come across people who um, who trust their personal stuff you know to me and um, as I said when this guy uh, started talking he he had like the almost like an experience he never had in his life before mm-hmm. uh, and that gave me well it, it was a validation for who I am and what I do you know mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah, we exchanged numbers and, you know, sometimes uh, we would like send each other messages asking how things are. Right. Um, and so that's how I get sometimes some of my clients. clients yeah, of, I mean, <laughs> of course. Wow. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Um, uh, but also some, some of my friends. I have at least two or three good friends that are from 
that kind of a situation, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's uh you know, that's that's interesting, that's so profound and uh in the way that it's 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 like, you know, no more other people would not necessarily know how to deal with this. Mm. And not only that, but it's you know, you can have people knocking on a certain door. And I see people as they're always knocking, mm. but then who is there to open it for exactly, them? Exactly, exactly. And this is, you know, where this is where some people say, you know, this is the doing of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for yeah. instance. But that's for true. For you, you know. to meet him, yeah. That's true because here's the thing: I I had just left the church for about like six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't being paid by any church or whatever. Yeah. And um, what happened was. Uh, a lot of people will say like, oh, you left the church to become a taxi driver. What happened to you? You know, you um, uh, it's, it's probably not a blessing from God. That's why you go in lower to, uh, to a lower situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not how I how I see it, because now I get to be of a blessing to people who never enter a church, actually. Oh. Like, for example, this 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 guy I was talking about, he would never enter a church to search for anyone to talk to. Uh, but coming across uh, me and me having this conversation, he felt really blessed that day that there was someone who would listen to his issues yeah. at that yep. point, you know, yeah. and someone who well, it's just sometimes you need just a stranger to talk to. Yeah. For you to get re- the, the, the belief that you need at that point, you know, and yeah. I happen to be that person for him today for, you know, for, for that, that day. So, yeah, man, that that is also interesting, you know, that. Sometimes you need a stranger mm. because you know you know there are there are people who uh, who um, are more confident or let's say who are who will easily confide their information with a total stranger than mm. to one to let's say their family members or friends. Yeah. Um. So you know, like you know, being that taxi driver or being that stranger at that moment was literally what he needed yeah exactly and yeah. also in your work let's say um as a taxi driver but before you were you were a pastor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the church yeah which church well i used to be a seven-day adventist pastor that's sda right sda yeah, okay yeah. okay okay and how long were you a pastor for in total five years five years yeah and you graduated into being a pastor like how long have you had you been going to church like how long have you been as Christian? Okay, All of okay, that. Yeah, uh, that's give a, me. Th- those are the questions. Okay, so <laughs> basically, I was born into the Seventh Day Adventist Church. My okay. grandfather was the first Seventh Day Adventist uh, in our family, uh, and so he taught all of his children and his grandchildren to become Seventh Day Adventists. Um, so growing up, um, it was a normal thing, you know, uh, to you know go to church on Saturday, yeah. not doing the things that you normally would do on other days. Um, and then, um, I think I was about 13 years and, uh, people started saying, yeah, I think you should become a pastor. And I believe that too, you know, 13 years, Yeah, I was 13 because I used to speak at church around that age already, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, it was about like, let's say 15 to 17 years later that I really decided to go and study theology. Um, and then become a pastor. So because mm-hmm. in, in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, you can't just become a pastor because you, you are a good speaker. No, right. Uh, you have to go to school for that. And it wasn't just a normal school. So I, I went to college or, as you call it, university and did my 
a bachelor's in theology and religion. So I have two bachelors. Um, and then after that, I, um, I did a master's in systematic theology. Okay. Uh, and after that, I came back to, uh, to the Netherlands and then became the pastor that I, that I was. Yo, this, this is, this is important information. Um, He's an educated <laughs> pastor, not one who, you know, through talking and through dedication to to, to the church became a pastor because you have those. But he's actually one. He has two degrees, about um, two bachelors, one in uh, religion. Uh, religion and one in theology and also a master's. And then he became a pastor. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, somehow something a switch happened yeah something we, happened along you know the way. we're gonna get into that but you know let me just in reintroduce the um the, um, the guest uh, let me also um get back to uh, uh our listeners so if you just tuned in uh we are talking to brother oliver yeboa he does too many things um but he's a speaker he's a serial entrepreneur he's a life coach and we're talking um, with him about, yeah, basically his journey, mm. how he was supposed to be before, how he's not anymore, how COVID has impacted um, his um, his life or actually rather given, given him the opportunities to really do what he is, um, what is he's called um, to do. I'm going to go ahead and play just one song or um, two songs for you to freshen up a bit yeah 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 and and uh yeah let's you know let's play one song and then uh, get back uh, to this conversation let's get right back into it um let's get right back into it that was a, a quick a quick music break uh for you to also have some uh, you know you know some water um all right so where were we? Where we did we uh, uh, left off? Mm. Don't remember actually. Church, SDA. yeah, church, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. An educated pastor. Um, that is. Um, first of all, you know, you know, I have people tuned in on our YouTube. Uh, you know, big ups to JD watching live from the Netherlands. Um, African focus, good conversation already. Master Gary, who's also tuned in. Miss Alba is tuned in. All right. So, uh, Hi, uh, you Alba. know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Miss Alba. And uh, so, hey, um, if you're tuned in, if you have any questions, please, please, please um, comment because I have questions, but may not be enough. And, you know, I already said he's a life coach. He's a speaker. Uh, he has his taxi business. He has other um, and, um, businesses that he also, uh, you know, he does. We get into all of that. So if you have any questions about how to, you know, switch careers, how to switch your mindset, you know, just please kindly ask or um, present them, and I'll ask that um, to uh, to our brother Oliver, Oliver Yeboa. So. Mr. Oliver Yeboah. I can't just say Oliver Yeboah. I have to put a Mr. on it. Nah, you can just say Oliver <laughs> even. It's no problem. No, uh, yeah, Oliver is fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, uh, so Oliver, um, this, you left church. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just, this is not something easy. No, it wasn't easy. Not even as a member. You left <laughs> church as a pastor, that's right? True, true. So, um, Oliver, how, how difficult was it to make um, this shift and was it a more mental shift or um, you know the entire life had to be 
adjusted or readjusted? Well, the thing is, um, leaving church uh, wasn't easy. Uh, and it, it didn't just happen overnight. It, it, it took a couple of years for me to get where I, uh, I am right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, when I started studying that the, the, the change started. You know, um, there's this thing that you get to learn at school uh, once you get at that level, mm. uh, the academic level is they have this thing called uh, deconstruction and reconstruction. Okay. And so therefore, once you come in, y- you learn how to deconstruct everything that you know right. or everything you everything you think, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's where it happens. So one of the basic things that uh, was deconstructed is like you know the main thing that all christians believe in which is the bible mm, uh where wow. does it come from uh who wrote the bible was this in in in, in religion or in theology that you had to uh there was there was actually uh in, in theology in theology in okay. theology okay. and um so the thing with theology is it, it's 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 not there to make you a better believer no, per no. se right no, uh theology is there to make you a better thinker to understand what you're reading and why the things are the way they are. Okay. And so th- the question, uh, who wrote the first five books of the Bible? Uh, normally, everyone would say Moses, Moses right. because that's what we had thought, you know. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a... Wait, it's not Moses? Wait, so I thought that was an easy one, right? Okay. So uh, I remember the, the professor, because uh, I was studying back then in America, and um, the professor said... Uh, yeah, write a paper about it. And I was like, why would I write a paper about it? It's easy. I'll just ha- have to write Moses and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then um, he gave me a list of books to read. And I was like, this is an easy one. I, you know, I'm just going to write a couple of things. And then I started reading, doing some research. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it's probably not Moses as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started digging and digging and digging. And once I started noticing that, it, it cannot be Moses. Right. Um, it started shaking, mm. you know, and it wasn't that big at, at that point that my my belief system was falling apart. Right. But it was just that I was like, oh, I've always thought it was Moses, and uh, this is this is one of the most basic things everyone knows and everyone should know, you know. So then, who is it then? And then you st- you start to understand how literature works, actually, how yeah. uh, how texts are set up and how how uh, uh, one text can look like the other but actually not the same as the other mm-hmm. uh, and so therefore <laughs> I found out that there could be at least four different authors mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a matter of fact um, uh, well it could be a very long discu- discussion yeah. on this one but like for example if you look at Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 uh, they sound the same but they are not the same. Right. One is more like a poetry, uh, and the other one sounds like a, a historical revelation about how it uh, all went about, um, which is not. Uh, mm. So then you start reading more, and you find out that even Moses tells about his death. You know, he 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 writes about his own death that he was dead, and then he was buried there and there and there. And I was like, how is that possible? If he's dead. If he's dead. Mm. So. These are the basic things I normally talk about because if I would go deeper into other stuff, yeah, yeah. we won't be finished today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all I'm trying to say is uh, the most basic things that I that I just took for granted, right? Uh, they started shifting, and that's where I started asking more questions because I'm kind of um, 
very skeptic person myself. Okay. But then um, getting there where I was at that point uh, made me more skeptical, you know. And I was like, okay, so then what is it and who is it, you know? Mm. And not getting the answers that I expected uh, made me also uh, very uh, curious. Curious, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, it's you know, um, and I'm sure the answers or the questions that um, you were receiving mm. or like that were popping up in your mind, the answers to those questions you probably wouldn't have found in the church. No, no, definitely not. As a matter of fact, so when I came back, it is like uh, five years, uh, five and a half years later, uh, I came back and I remember sitting there. You know, well, Seventh Day Adventists we had this thing called uh, the Sabbath School, mm-hmm. but I think it's the same as the Sunday, Sunday School. You right. know, and you yeah. talk about like biblical stuff and you discuss things. You know. But in this in this class that you sit, uh, people would be talking about stuff, and I'll be sitting there as a pastor. Oh, I, well, I wasn't officially a pastor yet at that point, but sitting there hearing people, and then they would ask my opinion, and then I would just sit there because I know if I would say something, I wouldn't say the thing. You know, I wouldn't be telling them the things that they normally would believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so in the first few months, it was very difficult. Actually, uh, I was like, okay, yeah. So, but you know, we've been saying this. Uh, and the Bible says this, but according to theology, it's this. Um, but yeah, so let's just keep it the way we've been, you know. Okay. Th- that, that, that was the easy way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me get it right. You went to this, you know, you, you went to educate yourself mm. scholastically, like mm-hmm. you got the papers. Yeah. Came back to, uh, to the church. Yeah. And you were not a pastor yet. No, no. But you trained yourself into becoming a pastor. Whilst, you know, this, you sat there with all these questions, all this curiosity within you. Yeah. How, how, like, how, how was, how did you cope? How did you manage to still go through with this? Yeah, that was a very hard part, actually, you know, because I remember um, a couple of, well, not a couple, actually a lot of the students who start the academic journey uh, on, the, on that theological level, um, they, not all of them finish no, no, no. in the sense of not finishing the study because they lose their faith, right? Um, so uh, for me, it was a very hard challenge because as I said, I'm very skeptical, but it doesn't mean that I lose my, my faith, faith that easily. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, having those questions, getting them answered, not the way I expected, um, gave me actually the feeling or the idea that I thought that I knew something, but it actually confirmed that I know nothing at all. Mm. Uh, and the more I uh, I thought I knew, the more I read, the, yeah. the, the, the more I, I realized that I don't know anything, actually. I really don't know. And so therefore, I remember if I would have these classes with, with young people, because I would come back every now and then, uh, to to the church, you know, and then and then they would ask me stuff because they knew I was studying. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I would say I don't know, and then some of them would say, "How come you don't know? You know, you're studying, you're on that level, so you're supposed to know." And then, but there are th- there were also other people who would be like, "I really appreciate that answer, actually, for you to tell me that you don't know because that means you're really into the thing that you're saying." So some people um, go to church to hear the answer of. God coming yeah. out of the mouth of the pastor or the one who supposedly uh, had been speaking to God. Yeah, um, a prophet. Yeah, as a prophet. And um, so the hard thing for me was the the, the, the position that people would put me in, uh, mm-hmm. as in like you're supposed to be the one who's up there, who's the, 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 the person who knows uh, what God wants. And um, it became very hard for me to, to con- continuously actually let the people know 
that I don't know. As in, like, it's not that I don't know, but I just don't want to fight against their faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once you come or say anything against someone's faith, it becomes oh. a personal thing. Yeah, you know, people identify yeah. themselves with, uh, with the faith with that the faith. Uh, they have. And so um, I remember that uh, uh, one day uh, someone came to me, asked me a simple question. And, uh, and I said, well, I don't think that was the way it went in the Bible. Like, for example... Um, <laughs> If someone <laughs> uh, would ask me, for example, did did um, what's this story again about this the guy who um, uh, went into the belly of the fish? Jonah. Jonah. Yeah. Did Jonah really get into the the belly of the fish? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't think that's what the story is trying to tell you. It, it mm-hmm. it's telling you something else. Uh, but did it really happen? And then, well, for my understanding uh, on that level, I said no. And I was like, yeah, but you you probably don't believe God can do such a thing. I'm like, well, that's not. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we take the Bible as something that gives us historical facts, right. uh, but it's not. The Bible doesn't give us historical facts. It gives us theological ideas about God. You know, it's our understanding of God and the people who wrote it. They 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 didn't think about me in 2021 that I would understand what they were trying to convey at that point. You know, they right. they were just you know putting things down um, for their audience at that point mm-hmm. to understand what is going on and to keep on the the ideas they had. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it was it was hard. It was hard to not go against what people already know. Yeah, uh, and still be. Um, honest to myself you know um but if, if it was it was that hard i mean what was there any sort of support um like you know p- people around you who who knew what you know what you had just gone through and the the type of questions that were roaming around in yeah in, in i had i had some mind. colleagues who understood what i was going through and i had friends who also studied uh, on that level uh people i went to school with uh mm-hmm. and they knew about the challenges they they were yeah uh, so to them I could like really talk freely and they understood uh, even as a pastor even as a pastor okay. yeah because they were pastors themselves you uh-huh. know um, and a couple of us well yeah at least two of us uh, we we quit because we couldn't do it anymore you know uh, yeah uh, so, so it wasn't just it wasn't only you you had you know someone I mean it, it I, I'm sure it's it's more daring or frightening to just quit alone because then you really like that path is yeah, just you yeah well but, i i quit first in the sense because <laughs> I, I it wasn't that because some, we we decided let's do this together and then you know we we jumped together. together no we didn't jump together i i stopped first and then the other guy uh, a couple of months followed later too. followed yeah. um but it was something you know here's the thing like i never felt that uh after i had spoken yeah um, I had spoken exactly about the notes that God gave me. Right. Um, here's the thing: like one, I remember one one day I was speaking, and after speaking, the elder came and he was like, "All right, now, so God has spoken to us." And I was like, "Well, that that, that, was, that was my hard work, you know. I I took a, at least a week <laughs> to write this sermon." So. But I'm sure you know what they meant with that. No, one, no, of course, know. obviously, obviously, <laughs> you know, I'm not taking any credit from God in that sense, but. Uh, all I'm trying to say is they put you on a pedestal where you don't want to be, you know, um, and all I, well, all I wanted at that point is that people would understand that pastors 
are just like any other human human humans out there you know um i've never sat next to god and compared my notes with him and that i said oh, okay <laughs> we're on the same you know no um and and that's that's one thing that really bothered me uh hearing some other people or other colleagues uh saying some things as if you know they knew exactly what god wants wants the people to do you know yeah. are, are you, a, a, a big question a crucial one are you still a believer yeah in in, in what in uh in uh, let's say the in the god as the had introduced you to right so that's that's an easy one that answer is no i don't believe in the 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 white god who is out there uh helping me find my keys or the things that i lose or the things i want to buy or no it's all no it's not that i do okay. believe though in in a higher entity that i have no idea how he she it works okay. um and i think we all give him a name you know one one person will call yeah. him god nyame or no allah way. you know and it's 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 all an uh, a spiritual experience that we have right and what happens is that i if if i would teach my kids if i would teach your kids if i would teach a group of people uh how things are like you know from, from my spiritual point of view um uh, and they start believing it and it becomes a system it becomes a church eventually and after i'm gone the right. second generation might say but this is how it's supposed to be yeah. you know and that's not how it works no. because it, it started somewhere someone decided that it should be this way uh, and that's how seventh day adventist church is any other christian and, church, or, church exactly the other churches, so yeah. all i'm trying to say is if we started somewhere or if we uh confess that you know it ha- it started somewhere it means that we are still developing it doesn't have to be one single way right right yeah i mean my myself uh um i'm in, i'm all in for the fact that i think because i found it very disheartening to to believe that you know in amsterdam southeast alone there are over 600 churches yeah 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 Now, man that's crazy <laughs> and some of them are in the, you know those school buildings and this and that yeah and i'm like you know what if all these sh- small churches you know you don't really have to compromise your idea about god i mean because you all believe in the same bible yeah, this yeah, one god yeah. just come together and have a you know huge fellowship right that i think would be uh, yeah i think i think point. you know uh, having different churches is, is like having different kind of schools or having different kinds of uh shops where you go and buy your stuff you know the only th- there's some competition going on but the only thing what's happening in these churches what I, where i disagree with actually is mm. uh it's more like a business than than helping the people that's, you know because that's that's one of the main reasons why i left churches it's not necessarily that i don't believe in god anymore and, uh but it's also because i don't feel like people who come to church get the help that they really need okay. and that's why i became the counselor uh and and coach that i am today wow that's is you know something you disagreed in in, in the church but mm. i'm sure there are other things you liked about in the church mm. so what is one thing like since you, you know since you stopped this pastor and uh um, you stopped being a pastor and uh and going to church what is one thing you really miss about you know just the sda church or church in general yeah the community feeling is is really you know just belonging to a group it's it's it, that was one of the hardest things because I, i was leaving church and i was okay so where do i belong yeah you know uh i wasn't going to church anymore on saturdays 
where would I go? So I started going to these um, philosophical meetings in, in at, at Central Station, actually, uh, with a group of philo philosophical Philosophy. thinkers, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't my place either. Okay. Uh, so one of the things I really liked about the church, and I think which serves a great purpose, is you know the the the, the, the belonging thing, the the community, the community yeah. thing, um, because you find out that <laughs> many people that you know, whether friends, mm. classmates, this and that, mm. or your 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 really close friends, you've either met in church. Or go with you to church. So, yeah. you know, when she stop, like, simply going to church, it's like you don't see them or you miss out on a lot of things. Did you have the same um, thing when you stopped going to church? Like, three quarters of your community just vanished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that definitely happened. Um, it, it's, it's not that they hate me or that I yeah. hate them, you know, but it's... You know how it works. Once you have the same ideas, share the same belief systems, you know it's easy to connect. Right. Um, <clears throat> one thing I I was having problems with uh, later on is that um, once they meet me, all they could talk about is just religion, you know, God and and church. And uh, in a way, I started you know moving myself away right. from that kind of conversations because I was like, okay, I'm also a normal human being. Yeah. I like going to theaters, for example. Let's talk about that. Uh, I like movies too, so let's talk let's about that. Play. But, you know, as a pastor, uh, that's not what is expected from you, you know, to talk about movies or music or any uh, worldly thing like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, pastors have it more, uh, uh, more heavier. The burden upon them to let's say live a life, righteous life or mm. a biblical life, right? It's it's uh, it's more straining than if you would have been a, a um, just you know just a, a church, let's say a, a Christian, mm. normal Christian mm. without any uh, any responsibilities. But okay, I mean, you know, that is is that where your journey pretty much started? Like your journey as a entrepreneur, your journey as um a life coach a speaker is that where it all began yeah i think it, it, it started on that early point uh, around my age of 13 or when i started seeing these people and they were saying oh you should become a pastor um but then eventually uh when i became this pastor um and not wanting to continue mm -hmm. uh, i had to reinvent myself right there um and in, in, uh, it was at that point, actually, that I thought, okay, so, I mean, I've been a bookkeeper, uh, a junior accountant. I've, I've been a financial advisor. I've studied theology. All in the church? Uh, also, no, no, Also no, no. outside of the church? Outside of the church. Oh, wow. So, as a financial okay. advisor, I used to work for the ABN AMRO. Oh, uh, man. At, uh, as a junior accountant, I started as a junior accountant when I finished school, you know. Uh, uh -huh. um, so, uh, and, and then I have studied theology. So, I was like, okay. Uh, what can I do? Okay. You know what I did? What? <laughs> so after I left church, I went to work in, in, in the, the meat factory of Albertine. I was just picking meat from one point ah. to the other. I was just doing this. Exactly. That was what people were ah, saying. Wait, like, hold ah. on. So I said, educate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, uh, wow, love it. I, okay. just, I, just, I just thought, you know what? I, my head is like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, you know, it's, it's too much in my head. I just need some time to think, reinvent myself, do mm -hmm. something else in life and just not bother myself. After all, it's, it's, 
it's not just about money or uh, status. It's it's also about like the purpose in your life, right? And really knowing who you are, where you're going to. And so, uh, I stood there and I thought to myself, I'm just like the prodigal son, actually. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but that means that there's a, a bright future ahead, or there's a reward. Well, I mean, yeah, coming. I mean, there, there there is there is a bright future uh, in that sense too, because like. Where I am today is, uh, yeah. is, is the brighter part, you know. Let's talk about it. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, let's get into it. Where are you now? So right now I have uh, at least three businesses going on. Um, so uh, besides the coaching and being a, a speaker, celebrant as we call it, uh, celebrating people's uh, weddings, for example, marriages. Um, I also, I'm also the director of Blue Plates. And Blue Plates is a platform for uh, for taxis. So what happens is if you have a taxi, uh, okay. the, 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 the car itself, uh, you're not allowed to drive more than 12 hours a day here in the Netherlands. Okay. So 12 hours a day. Uh, after 12 hours, you have to leave your car and go rest. Mm -hmm. If you drive more, you get a fine and eventually you might even lose your license. Right. So after 12 hours, you have to go home and relax. Um now, what happens if you calculate 12 hours uh, in a day and you have to leave like half of the day to your, your car to just stand there? Um, that means half of the year you're paying for your car and not no. getting any money out of it. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> there are also drivers who don't own a car. Yeah. And my idea was to bring those who don't have a car and those who have a car, bring them together on the Ooh. platform. So on my platform, it's called Blue Plates. Um, I just bring these people together. Uh, while you're sleeping, your car is still making the money for you. Um, and those who don't have a car can just use your car, you know. So it's pretty much the car is will be paying itself. Exactly, exactly. So the, the, the main Yo. thing on our platform is don't 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 work too hard for money. Let the money work, work hard for you. you oh, know? man. Yeah, that's what we do on our platform. And, and even speaking of, the, of those cars, you know, taxi cars are not cheap. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, the, for example, even even the insurance, the monthly insurance is about like 350, 400 euros a month. Yeah, I'm, well, yeah. And I know I know in Amsterdam or I know that in the Netherlands, like, you know, because, you know, let's just explain to the listeners what this blue plate really, mm. really means. Yeah. Because it normally here in the Netherlands, you have yellow plates. Exactly. Uh, but you know why do taxi drivers right. have so, blue plates? Right. So, so, so in the Netherlands you have two two number plates, so two uh, vehicle number plates. The yellow ones are for like any other uh, person, not professionally driving. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, you and I, if we're not driving pro professionally, we have a, n a yellow number plate. And then you have the professional drivers, which are taxi drivers. They have these blue number plates on their car. So. Um, yeah, coming up with a new uh, business, uh, it was easy. Blue plates. Wow. Yeah, and the, I mean the name is straightforward. Yeah, it's blue, plates. blue plates. Everyone, everyone knows if you're talking about a blue number plate in the Netherlands that they're talking about a taxi. Taxi drivers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and and taxi. Why are why are taxi um, taxi so 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 expensive actually? Um, well, I mean the taxi is almost like as I said, like twelve hours in a day. They are at least on the road. Mm -hmm. So the more you're on the road, the more risk you you run to uh, damage something, you know. Um, and then uh, the people who who you have in your car need to be insured as well. Right. Uh, uh. So all of it all together, um, 
the car itself is not expensive as one and then to get the insurance for the car is another thing mm. and then because the car is driving all the time you need the maintenance and everything yeah so in all you're paying about like you know a thousand to 1200 euros a month if Just, you own the car yourself yeah and with with my concept well, with that's, blue plates, that's a, that's a mortgage yeah that's yeah that's <laughs> a lot of money so and so with blue plates uh i'm offering uh the opportunity actually to earn at least 500 euros a month extra on what you're already making nice uh so yeah oh yo that's that's a that's a dope idea that's a dope concept mm, thank you so this wasn't there before so here's the thing i um um after i left the 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 meat factory yeah i started driving taxi okay uh, i got my licenses and everything and i started driving taxi and just driving around uh it was the year of return uh in ghana went to ghana so is that 2019 yeah mm -hmm. went to ghana in december and then when i came back i was driving at lights of plane somewhere and it was in the middle of the city and i was like this is it it was like a revelation you know this is this is, this is it oh, we need sweet. to do this and so i just i had three other uh, business partners back then and i parked my car and texted them i have this genius idea let's do this <laughs> and they was like they were like what are you talking about yeah, yeah let's just do this i'll explain it monday at the at the meeting and then i explained it to them and they were like okay but there are some op there's some opportunity here but there's also a lot of uh, problems uh, to get this fixed because oh. as you know in the netherlands we have a lot of laws and regulations yeah. you cannot just you know set up a business and think like you're going to do it you know yeah, yeah. so uh we started doing this and yeah that's this is where where i am now so yeah. and so the um um plato blue plates is mm -hmm. up and running yeah 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 blue plates is up and running um so you can go to our website blueplates.app yeah um if you're a taxi driver you you know you have the lenses and everything um you can register and no. you know book one of our cars yeah. um if you don't have a uh a license but you do have a car for example because you can be a car owner without being a yeah. driver mm -hmm. uh and just put your car there on the, on the platform and, and let it make people. money for you while you're sleeping you know man that's yeah that's a another way of investment pretty much yeah, um yeah, 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 you yeah. know if you have that money to you know just to pay the car and have have it you know uh, work for itself mm. that's brilliant mm. yo this is something we have to promote yo this is the first time we hearing all this yeah 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 so uh if if, if you just want to make money you know on the side uh while you're doing your office job yeah uh yeah you could just you know get a car and uh put it on the platform and let it make money for you actually this thing is happening in ghana as well you know i mean with the trotters and everything exactly um with this taxi or uber yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I have people I, I mean i even thought of doing it myself like you know purchase uh one of those small cars in ghana and then have a taxi or uber driver yeah right yeah. you know i'll do the maintenance yeah yeah and oh that's pretty much the same well, idea. there's no where i got it from but yeah but yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like thing. yeah it's similar oh yeah i mean great so you have you have a team yeah i have people i work with and um everyone is working hard you know to make this thing really a success so mm -hmm. uh we're working hard on it and are you guys also working on other projects what, what are the other projects that uh okay so it's coming so up that's blue plates blue, uh, blue plates, plates is, yeah. is, is the thing that really is taking most of my time uh, lately but that's because it's, it's a startup you know so okay. uh and then there's this other thing that i'm doing which is called imu care imu care is uh, is a care business uh, we facilitate uh, caretakers to, you know, get jobs uh, and help other people, and especially actually our own in our own community as Ghanaians. Um, uh, the, the thing is that there are people who get the the help they need 
the care they need uh, and without saying this way but white people know where they can get their care you know yes uh they know where <laughs> to find the money to you know to help for people who come in and, and do their, their 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 cleaning in the house right. uh help them wash up and everything but a lot of our um our elders they they they, they don't they they don't have those kind of help you know and uh we found this out and i'm doing this with uh with with nora mm-hmm. um that we we wanted to find a way to help our community in that sense. So the elders who are sitting at home um, having um, problems of, like, for example, if you need uh, care uh, for washing up, uh, for cleaning your house or any other thing that is necessary, yeah, um, we'll come to you and then we will just do an investigation for you and, and then uh, find those necessarily... Uh, those necessary subs- subsidies that uh, that are there for you, right? Uh, and, and get you the help that you need. Cool, cool. Um, so it's called I. I am you care. I am you. Um, I am you care. Yeah, I mm. as an I yeah. am M. you. So the the three letters, just three letters. Yeah. I am you care uh, care bringing people who need care yeah. from the from the community. So here's the thing: well we, we say I am you cares because I am you. We take care uh, of you as the way we would ca- take care of ourselves. Of ourselves. Yeah. And of course, you know, having someone take care of you who, let's say, from your own cultural background. Mm. I mean that that is in itself. It's it has its advantages. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, <laughs> the first thing I was like, okay, at least that person can understand the type of food food <laughs> yeah. that you really want <laughs> if you if you can't make it yourself yeah. you know maybe your carer can you know support you in getting those ingredients or this and that and you know can 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 help you because yeah. i know you know um which is something that we've also learned um let's say on this on the on african focus during this corona is that Finding the food that you really like, that is to your heart, <laughs> helps you go through this um, COVID um, pandemic a lot. So I am you care. Um, yeah, I, um, you know, I, I love that. I had a question on this uh, life coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that? How is that going? Like, do you have a target group? Of, are you specifically like the young ones or more the elderly ones or actually the the religious ones the christians and right, that right. like so i'm that? not that selective in who i help uh okay. it's more like what comes to me um especially lately because i don't go out there to find new customers because of blue plates for example that i'm right. very much busy with but i do have customers or clients actually i should say um who find me in uh, through other uh well word by mouth actually mm. so for example uh the the last few people that i had uh were young ladies who were uh having some issues in their lives and then i would just you know uh help them out mm-hmm. but there are also young people who want to start a business for example uh i help them out as well right um and as i said uh also the, there are people who are on that kind of level on like uh for example if if the guy who stepped into my car right uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a whole different kind of conversation of course uh but i i my my aim is always to liberate the people from the the condition the, the conditioning in their in their head yeah. uh, mostly it's about limiting beliefs and not necessarily a religious belief but just the beliefs that limit them in their uh, uh well their goals actually uh and i help people to you know 
let that go. Um, cool. Um, it's it's uh, you know, um, let's say you know, life coach, life coach, somehow is, and of course, you know, it's counseling, and it's also, um, you know, like you said, it's you know, the impact that you want to have on people, mm-hmm. and also like relieving them there from any mental um limitations or whatnot. Um, this this requires some knowledge in psychology. Yeah, yeah, and I had some during my uh, academic studies. Okay, beautiful. Uh, and I read. Well, I used to read a lot. I just don't have the time for it lately. But um, I used to read a lot, and I um, I've done a lot of uh, research on some of the things myself. Mm-hmm. The, the, the fun part of studying actually is never uh, the part that you have to get grades. No. Because I, I never liked exams, you know, I never liked, the, well, the papers were inter- more interesting to me. But uh, once I started studying theology, uh, I found out that there is so much more that I don't know. And so mm. therefore, I wanted to know more. Mm. Uh, and I started like, studying and learning more about theology, philosophy and the, mm-hmm. uh, theology. So um, one of the things, the main things that I discovered is that we actually are all in the same human condition. You know, um, I'm not more human than you are for me. You know, we're all the same. Um, so we deal with all with the same problems. And one of the problems that we normally deal with, you know, are uh, the fact that we live in the future, for example. You constantly think like, okay, how's the future going to be? How, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And, it's, and it, it creates anxiety, actually, you know. So uh, I, in, in my conversation with people, when I'm listening, um, those are the things that I hear, you know. Mm. You're an- anxious about something that is about to happen or not happened yet. Uh, but there's also this 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 side that we um, we think you know in the past in the past yeah uh, and that causes depression you know um, because you'd be thinking like oh I did this wrong and I should have done I this should have, I should have I should have I should yeah, have yeah. and you know it creates very much a lot of problems and just to go back a little back to the church um, these things happens happens a lot in the church because it seems like in the church um, people are either uh, thinking a lot about you know how they will will be received by God mm. in the sense of are they doing good enough or how they've been in the past mm. um, where they're not too much of a sinner um, and shouldn't they be doing better now actually instead of just being in the now being here right. and operating from the power that has been given them at that point you know right. uh, and so in 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 the in the coaching in the counseling. I I focus in the here and now, you know, what is really happening instead of blaming others, you know, or God uh, or the devil in the, in, in, in the negative sense mm-hmm. uh, that is moving or doing things you, in your life. I ask the person, what is really going on in your life and here and now? On. What are you doing? You know, uh, what is your, how are you participating in, in this whole thing? The funny thing is that people <clears throat> always think that, you know, it's God who, who is doing this when it's good. You know, and when it's bad, it's, it's the, devil the devil or is or themselves. Yeah. But then, uh, where is your uh, responsibility? Mm-hmm. I would ask. You know. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's the the focus is on the person in the uh, now. In the now. Right. Um, yo, you. That's that's a that's a that's a big takeaway. Mm. That's a, a highlight in itself. Um, you know, just in closing, because um, let's say for myself, you know, I've I've done some little reading and exactly what you said you know there are these two things you know what could i have done or mm-hmm. what should i uh, what i have 
I should have done. Mm. And there is this what ifs, mm, mm. right? Where one is the future and one is the past, yeah. limiting yourself into, you know, living in the now. But this is a, a philosophy that I got from reading a book called The Courage to be Disliked. Mm. I've been on this show and I promoted that book. Really? And it's, you know, it deals with, you know, um, psychology of Adler, who is was one of the, let's say, the offsprings from uh, uh, Jung, but he had his own way, wherein he, he was like more, whatever your future is going to be, is in your hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas... Ex existential uh, philosophy. Right, and whereas, you know, uh, uh, Carl Jung and, and um, the other one, I can't think of his name, but they had this, as in the now is a consequence of everything that has happened before. Mm, so in mm. order to understand it, which is which is valid. Yeah. However, Adler said, yeah, but your future has nothing to do with your past. Your past, no. Your exactly. future has everything to do, do with the now. What you decide to, to do, do now. now yeah. right? I love that. I embrace that um, ideology. I embrace that philosophy. And that is how I intended on living my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to, to just, you know, uh, enforce what you just said, um, the many, the, the, the many of our um, our elders, our pre, you know the previous generation who came here, for example, or are, are still in Ghana, who set up businesses. You know, there are people who who would set up business like thirty different kind of businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they will start one today, tomorrow they'll find another mm -hmm. opportunity and just continue. And then if none of them works, they will always blame something or someone. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to you know. Uh, have more businesses because it's a great thing if you if you're you know just multidisciplinary or that in that way but um everything you do everything you reach has more to do with what you were doing mm -hmm. uh, i don't think it's 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 god who prefers you to do this and me to do that and if you're not listening then he will punish you by you know uh make your business go, go bad or whatever yeah. you know <laughs> um it's it, it it all has to do with your own input and your own impact and everything that you decide to do uh, and so therefore, I mean, even though I, in myself, I'm doing a lot of the things, um, there's also some, uh, uh, some responsibility in, in, in what I have, you know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's not just, it's not just doing business. business. It's also something that I'm giving back to the community itself. Right. So in that sense, um, there's a, a higher purpose in, in, in all that you're doing. You know, I hope I make sense in what I'm saying, actually. I mean, yeah, um, a lot of sense. Um, and with that last bit, I heard of this platform, Africans Like Me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, can you, is, is, you know, is it time to introduce it yet? Or, you know, yeah, is yeah, that I in mean, the workings? Uh, Africans Like Me is, I mean, uh, Africans Like Me started three years ago in my oh. head. Uh, but it's this year, January, that I really put it out there. Okay. Um, <laughs> short story uh 1998 i went to ghana after being here for a long while and i was supposed to stay there for like four weeks and me and uh some other friends that we were there one of them with me together we decided to come back uh within two weeks instead of four weeks and then i came back and my mom was like you're such a bounty you know <laughs> <laughs> and i was like mom but i just couldn't find any friends there it wait was... bounty that is you're black on the outside white on the inside. exactly exactly she i mean and up till now <laughs> up till now she she laughs about it you know and right uh but she was right i mean i i have been very much into the white community <laughs> not that it's very bad but um i almost forgot my my roots, roots and okay. um 
three years ago, I, uh, I wanted to go back home. And uh, fortunately, um, yeah, I, I started looking out for my brothers and sisters, but I, I looked at my phone and I couldn't find any of them, actually. Well, there were a couple of them, but not that much. Mm-hmm. And Africans like me started then, and I was like, okay, I want to have more brothers and sisters. Uh, and therefore, Africans who look like me, uh, not necessarily doing the same thing, but they have been here abroad for that long and, you know, finding uh, their way out mm-hmm. uh, in the, the diaspora, but also getting their mind back to home mm-hmm. and um, doing something, you know. So therefore, Africans like me, I just go out there on, on the net, uh, search for people. Uh, I just found um, Dr. Yuande uh, living in uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. doing this great thing with uh, John Legend, you know, and we had this great conversation, interviewed yeah. her, and uh, we just posted her yesterday, actually. Uh, but yeah, that's how, I mean, I just go on the net and find people out there, you know, that are Africans like me. They're just out there uh, doing their thing, you know. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And then so it's on the pl- on that platform, we can go on the platform and then find. Yeah, these. go on uh, Instagram, find Africans like me uh, or find me, Oliver uh, Oyeboa, and then you find uh, Africans like me. OK. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, you know, uh, let me get to. Uh, um, you know, we like we're closing uh, uh, right now, actually. Mm. But I have some comments coming in. Okay. okay. Um, you know, someone someone said, um, Agnes says, you know, this man is a CSF. I can feel it. Bless What's that? Wisdom. What's a CSF? That's a common sense family. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's a common sense family, which is which is a really good thing because you know they are down to earth with uh, with their ideology, as in we are all one. Like Miss Abba is saying, uh, which is the Ubuntu. Uh, philosophy that that is also something we uh, we got to learn here on the platform as well yeah um dj you know slim is like i wish <laughs> i wish to see him preaching because the way he talks is amazing <laughs> you know you know somehow <laughs> your 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 uh, your pastoral um history that kind of like trained you also you know trained your 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 many skills yeah, yeah especially yeah, yeah. the oral the orbital uh, um, skills so which is you know which is beautiful mm, thank you man there's there's so much getaways or takeaways from this conversation but i really 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 want to thank you thank you a lot like really um i i enjoyed it i think you yeah, can tell yeah, yeah i enjoyed it too um, I, uh, i'm really happy to be here actually it went faster than I thought. Yeah, me too. I'm, you know, I'm, I keep looking over the clock. I'm like, is it nine already? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that was a that was a healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast is gonna look um, extremely um, good on this one. And thank you so much. You know, for the listeners in closing, do you have anything else to share? Where can they find you? Yeah, well, so uh, if if uh, if your mother is living here in the, in the Netherlands and she's a bit older mm. and she needs some care. Uh, please go to our website, imucare.nl, imucare.nl, and um, just just find call us, uh, send us an email or contact us in any way, and uh, we will try to find and do as much we can do for your you know for your parents, uh, mm-hmm. if not for your church members. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we're planning to do is uh, visit some of the churches and you know explain these things uh, that the opportunities are there yeah, and yeah. that they, ha- they don't have to worry about money in that sense because if the white people can get it for free, why not us? You know, um, so yeah, I am you care. That's I am you care, and also blue plate is there. Yeah, blue plate is there. <laughs> if you want to make more money, uh, buy a car, put it on the platform, 
Uh, if you don't know how it works, just contact me and yeah. Um, yeah, I'll help you find the way to, you know, make some more money on the side. Yep. Africans like me is there. Africans like <laughs> me is there as well. Yeah, well, there's you know, so many. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, go on Instagram find that one out is that, yeah. um, what else is there life coaching um, yeah you know. if you're getting married <laughs> oh, or here's the thing if you, here's the thing if you want to get married yeah I do this thing called prepare and rich prepare and rich so prepare I prepare you to get married or enrich your relationship enrich uh, okay. uh, look like money enrich or uh, no no, no enrich, enrich like the relationship flourish yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's not all about money it's know? not gonna <laughs> give you money guys I thought you know <laughs> Well, I mean, I can help you make more money, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, find you on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver Oyeboa. Do you have a website? Yeah, OliverYeboa.com. I knew it. <laughs> I just knew it. No, I, I mean, you have to have a, a um, you know, um, a website because if you out there, there's these many things. Uh, you know, like two yeah, weeks I, ago. I, I I don't promote myself that much normally, so you're really forcing my hand now. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, I have to, I have to. <laughs> this is, you know, this is this is the platform to do so. Thank you. Um, but you know, all in all, um, uh, you know, thank you so much. I mean, it's a lovely Sunday. Thank the sun is still me. out. Yeah, going to enjoy. It. I mean, I'm here in my shorts, my t-shirt. Why not? Are you gonna follow the uh, European Championships? Are you rooting for Netherlands? Um. Not really, actually, to be honest. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> Are you for real? I mean, yo, I'm, I mean, I'm, I do. I mean, I'll, I'll see some coming and going, but yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the same. I'm probably not even going to watch uh, one match. But, you know, all in all, we're here. Um, yo, have a blessed Sunday. Thank you. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, to our listeners, thank you guys for uh, uh, for tuning in. How do you spell I am you care? That is the three letters. I, I am M U U. Yeah. That's it. Um, I am you, and uh, you know, find it or go on his uh, Instagram, Oliver. Uh, Oliver O Yeboa. Oliver O Yeboa. Yeah. Just O Yeboa yeah, or Oliver O Yeboa. O Yeboa. O Yeboa. O Yehova. Not Yehova. <laughs> you know. You know what's funny? Uh, this is a white people thing. Like. You know, I, I, I introduced myself one day, you know, at the white people conference and uh, I introduced myself. Hi, my name is Oliver Yeboa. And he was like, what? Oliver Ebola? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no. no, 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 that's not funny. <laughs> but he oh, didn't mean it that way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, but, um, yeah. No, but, just Yeboa. Okay, just, uh, you know, oh, Yeboa. Um, I'll help you with the spelling. Uh, get in touch with the African Focus. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, hope to hear... I mean, next time you'll be on the platform, it's probably going to be another business venture that you, you just nah, started. No, 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 we're focusing now. We're so. focusing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and if I um, happen to get married, how, you know, yeah, probably yeah. Come, you come find me. I'll uh, make sure that the person who marries you knows what she's doing yeah. or he's doing. I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. anything uh, goes lately. You hear that, ladies? Um, you know, I have, I, have a, I have someone who uh, who got my back on this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So. But oh. I got her back too, so don't worry about it. Man, <laughs> here I thought, um, you know, Oliver was going to no, support. No, 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 I, I never choose sides. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> amazing, amazing. All right, so thank you so much. Thank you for um, You know, I'm going to play a, a track record and we then. We air live uh, you know, every Sunday are. on high radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.